Spring is a season of change, a time for growth and new beginnings. And no place is better to do that than on the mark of spring on the PGA Tour, the Masters. Through its 87 years, many have donned the green jacket. Legends have been born, history made, and dreams realized. But at Augusta, while sinking the winning putt or falling inches short is uncertain, one thing is, it's all decided on the green. Is it his time? Yes! Maybe. Yes, sir! Watson wins another green jacket at Augusta. Arnold Palmer is the master champion of 1960. He has birdied the last two holes to catch and then move ahead of Ken Venturi. The return to glory. For tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour, this is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. It is the best week of the year. Andrew Galata, Mike Calamari, and Sam Davis. I'm Chris Hennessy. Tiger Woods is at Augusta. Everybody's at Augusta. And it is finally time, gentlemen. The Masters preview is here. How are we doing today? I'm a little nervous, personally. we got 48 hours to go. I'm yeah. juiced up. I was ready to watch today, and they were like, oh, it's rained out. Practice rounds are rained out. It's like, great. Um, Champions dinner is tonight. Lots just, man, oh, man, par three tomorrow to get us ready to go. How are we feeling? Feeling great. I mean, this is really, you know, it's going to go down, I think, just sports-wise, one of the best weeks of this year, and the Masters is the pinnacle of it for this week. Tiger Woods is looking pretty good to play in a Masters. He's obviously down in Augusta, and what can be better than that? Yeah, I'm so excited to have this episode talk about the Masters. I want to say that I tried to time up Tiger Woods' return and my return to the podcast. <laughs> Completely a coincidence, <laughs> but worked out. I get to Was it a game-time decision, though? It was not. I was, I was preparing this moment for a while. You heard the intro. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about the episode, and Tiger Woods just makes this time of year so much more exciting, and I'm crossing my fingers he plays. I think that's where it's headed right now. He's in a group. He uh, had a press conference this morning, which we'll get into, but just super excited. This is going to be a great podcast. Yeah, On the Green was made for the Masters. That's what we had in mind as obviously any, any major, but the Masters being obviously the most important one. That's what we think about. That's what we look forward to as golf fans, especially just the signs of spring, you know, getting underway. Obviously the last two Masters with COVID, uh, you know, impacted both in terms of, you know, having limited crowds. Finally, we have, you know, full crowds and, and just ex extremely excited uh, for the Masters here in 2022. And, and Tiger makes it, I mean, we're going to get into it, Tiger makes it even more exciting, especially Thursday and Friday early on in the week. You know, I think he's going to draw a lot of extra eyes to this year's Masters just with how exciting it is that he is most likely coming back and ready to play. Yeah, you said it there, most likely. He said that as of yeah. right now, he's playing. Uh, basically, what that tells me is he's going to play golf tomorrow. If he feels good, he's playing. 10.34 a.m. on Thursday. If he doesn't feel good, then... That'll be, you know, unfortunate and be maybe the biggest letdown we could ever imagine. Unfortunate is, is, is an understatement. I think a lot of it's the drama, though. I think it adds so much more excitement that there's still a question if there. And I think, you know, the Masters, the PGA Tour, uh, and probably Tiger Woods himself is, you know, someone that's looking for a way to attract extra eyes uh, to the sport. And I think this adds to it that... It is a question if he's going to play, and I, I'm 95% sure he is teeing it up Thursday. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think at this point he's going to play. He feels good enough that he's able to get out there and, and hit the ball around the last three days. Today, obviously, a little bit more of a day off because of that rain, but yesterday, yesterday was one of the biggest news days you could have in golf, and it was a freaking Monday. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. You have... In the morning, Tiger Woods is showing up, everybody's showing up, you know, who looks good, who's there that maybe you didn't expect to be there, the whole thing. 
and then you get to the afternoon, and I sent you guys the texts with the with the red alert yeah. with the red <laughs> alert lights. He's playing a practice round with Justin Thomas and Fred Couples, which is the same exact group he played with in 2019 during the practice rounds. He gets out there seven to eight people deep on the sides. Yeah. This was out like a full Sunday gallery for a Monday practice round. I got a text from my girlfriend's mom today who probably didn't even know that the Masters was this week. Like this is transcending Augusta National, transcending golf that this guy is coming back 14 months after he almost died and almost and very well could have lost his leg. That's the thing. It's cr- 14 months and this guy's out on a golf course going to be walking hopefully you know, four days of golf. I mean, it's you know nothing short of extraordinary and it's really because this is Tiger's second comeback. This is not he completed third, the first, at least third. But winning the Masters that completed oh, okay. I think sure, that sure, sure, saga sure, sure. and that would have been enough. I think we would have all been fine with it that. It was enough. <laughs> and then he's like, "Nah, you know, I'm going to come back again." <laughs> and you know, look, Tiger owns Augusta. He I, does. I will say this though before I let uh, Sam hop in here. Uh, once he steps on that golf course, um, guessing he will, assuming he will Thursday. In my opinion, that that goes out the window. Then it's about will Tiger Woods win? Can he place? You know, top twenty, top ten. We know how much success he's had in the Masters. I think 23 starts, he's only missed the cut once. Yeah. So uh, I know everything he's been through, but when you're an athlete like LeBron James, you know, like Michael Jordan, like uh, Mike Trout, I guess, in baseball, you know, once they're on the field, once they're participating in the event, then the injuries, the all the storylines get thrown out the window. In my opinion, it's just about winning or not winning. And I think that's going to take over Thursday, but it's fun. We get to enjoy just seeing him swing a golf club at Augusta National and just enjoy him being back in a competitive atmosphere. I think that's what these days are about. But once we get to Thursday, it's about winning time. Yeah, Mike, it's interesting you say that because Tiger, and obviously he's going to say this in his press conference earlier today, said, you know, I'm playing in this tournament because I think I can win this tournament. And he is not going to go out and put himself in this position where, you know, I'm going to risk, obviously, you know, there's no secret. He's rushing back, like you said, 14 months. Not a lot of time to come back from a, you know, a life-threatening, potentially life-threatening injury. And to come back and be able to play this soon, obviously, he's rushing back a little bit. But at the same time, he thinks it. And I think think you're totally right. I think once Thursday comes and he's in that group and he's in the pairing and he's ready to go off the first tee, everyone's going to be thinking – you know, he can win this tournament, and that is unbelievably special and unique to Tiger Woods. I think if this was any other golfer or almost any other golfer, at least in the present, definitely, you would say, okay, you know, you don't expect much from him. And I think you still shouldn't expect too much from Tiger, and, you know, I think we'll get into that a little later. But at the same time, it's it's Tiger Woods, and his success at Augusta he's obviously been, you know, dominant uh, at the Masters, he can win any year that he's in the field. And, and obviously he is uh, most likely will be in the field. And to me, something that's interesting is, you know, from that practice round on Monday, like you said, Chris, uh, Freddie Couples talked about how how great he looked driving the ball, how great he looked, you know, just the game of golf. But he thinks that, and I, I tend to agree, that walking is going to be a, a difficulty, is going to be an issue for him. Walking 72 holes, um, you know, getting up the following morning after walking 18 holes, playing 18 holes, seeing how his body's going to feel heading into to Friday, for example, or into the weekend, that is going to be something I think maybe not interesting to watch, but definitely something to look out for in terms of how his body is going to react to playing this much golf at this high of a level, something that he hasn't done in, in quite a long time. A success for me for Tiger this week is just not withdrawing because yeah. – you don't I, think you don't think he at least has to make the cut? Oh, for me, no. I think just the fact that he's here and walking okay. as much as he is is a, is a miracle. I thought he was never going to play golf again, personally. So just, just when when that when the news camera pointed towards the mountain and they lifted the car out of the out of the the div, the divot there, I thought he was never playing golf again. So the fact that he's walking as much as he is Monday, uh, Sunday, Monday, and then a little bit this morning is a miracle in and of itself. So if he just gets through Friday and doesn't withdraw, I think that's a, a crazy success. And to your point, is it okay if he misses the cut? Yeah, but he's not going to because he never misses the cut. He's never missed the cut as a pro, yeah. 
96. It was the only time he missed the cut. He was what 20, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we kidding us? Younger here? than me. Like, <laughs> it, he's not missing the cut because he doesn't. He he's not playing. He in owns a Augusta. Gu- he's not <laughs> playing in a golf tournament unless he thinks he can win. So he's never going to play at Augusta if he thinks he isn't going to make the cut. Yeah, uh, for me, it's the walking. You know, that's where I get concerned. Is he going to be able to walk for the four days straight of the tournament, and then including the practice round he's been doing? All week, so I'm not worried about the swing as much. I think uh, he looked. I would think it was around the 170s uh, with his driver, and you know that's you know definitely good enough. The driving distance is around I think 290, so it's definitely a little short. I think he's uh, about 40 yards, uh, 50 yards short of the biggest swingers on the tour. So he's going to have to make it up with his iron play in those areas, and he's going to have to putt really, really well, which he knows he does well at at Augusta. So those are the things I'm eyeing at. I think the golf is not going to be the problem. It's just going to be, like Chris said, is he going to be able to you know, play the full tournament and not have to withdraw? That's that's what I'm really watching for because I think the golf, from what I've seen, Andrew, it's there. Look, the stamina is probably going to be an issue, but I mean, Augusta is a second-shot course. Mm-hmm. Really, the second shots mean a ton. Tiger, obviously, mm-hmm. one of the best with the irons on the tour. We'll see how that continues, but that's why he's so good at Augusta. The you know, It's a course that's you know, really tends towards Tiger's strength. And I bet he's thinking like, you know, if this is the worst I'm going to be in this comeback, might as well do it at a major where he's had the most success out of you, really anybody. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Tiger, not just the golf world. The world will be looking in Augusta, Georgia here for the Masters. And that's something that's it's just great for golf. And when Tiger Woods is playing in a major it's great for golf, and hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes well tomorrow, and we'll get that. Well, Chris, it's interesting you just said he's making the cut. You didn't say guaranteed, but you said he's making the cut. You're very confident in it. He doesn't miss I don't the know cut. if That's the thing. Like, I, he I just doesn't don't do know it. if I'm as confident. Just given, obviously, the circumstances. To me, like, I, I agree with you in that if, if he plays you know, and doesn't withdraw, essentially, I think that's a success for him, and that means he's healthy enough to play golf at least at – you know, at the highest level as he is at the Masters. However, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut, uh, considering, you know, everything else going around. Obviously, any other year, Tiger Woods cut, uh, getting cut in the Masters is a huge shock. But this season, uh, this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if he does get cut. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't even consider that a failure. I really wouldn't. I, I think you can obviously see the reasoning behind you know, that happening, whether that be maybe his health starts deteriorating into day two versus day one, or who knows what happens. It's Tiger Woods, so I, I, I understand your point, and I think that overall, like, you know, he makes cuts at Augusta. So that would still, I guess, be, you know, in any other year, it would be incredibly surprising. But given this season, I don't want to say anything would be a failure other than if he does withdraw, if he does have some serious, like, if the injury, uh, you know, really bites him and he cannot finish playing golf over the weekend. To me, that shows that he rushed back way too early and that he was not fit to play at Augusta. So overall, if he plays or, you know, however many rounds it may be, but if he plays and finishes at Augusta, then I think overall that's a success. One thing I do want to add is I think, you know, the media can easily shift the story of why Tiger Woods is coming back. I know someone who's not a golf person at all. I saw talk about the issue with Stephen A. Smith, and he said, like, Tiger's playing to catch Nicholas. And I don't think that's the reason. I think he just wants to play golf again. He wants to compete. (laughs) Competers want to play at the highest level possible, and he knows that the Masters is the perfect landing spot because how comfortable he is with the course. It's not about catching records for him. He is Tiger Woods. There's never going to be another Tiger Woods that has done what he's done to the sport of golf. So I don't think he's trying to catch anyone. I just simply think... He wants to compete at the highest level possible again, and he wants to prove himself that he can do this. He can go out there and compete on the golf course again, and there's no better spot for him to do it than than Augusta National at the Masters. I Yeah, I agree. I don't think he cares about 18 majors anymore. I think after number 14 at Torrey Pines in 2018, it was or 2008. I guess the idea is I think if he wins, he can tie uh, Nicholas for uh, the Masters wins. Okay. That's okay, what it is more. Seven, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, for, that's definitely true. I think that the record maybe he would want the most is to be solo first with 83 tour victories, but I don't know. We're not Tiger Woods, so <laughs> I think at this, like, you know, that all kind of goes out the window when you almost lose your leg. And yeah. it's, oh, I just want to play golf. I just want to walk again. 
Yeah. And I think that's been an interesting point of this whole week is he's not concerned. He says his game is good. His game is good. He's very confident in his game. It's just the ability to walk. That's why I say he's going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Every uh, Even when he is hurt, he makes the cut and finishes in the 30s or 40s or whatever. So to me, I think it's I, I think he's poised for four good days as long as he can stay healthy. And my guess would be we don't see him until Father's Day weekend at the U.S. Open. Like I yeah. think he probably skips the PGA. Really? And he and he may because he's. De- <laughs> I think he's going to play it at the old course. I've said that all all season long. Like this is his last chance probably to play at. St. Andrews, so that's that's the third week of July. I don't know. He has won. He has won a PGA at Southern Hills, so maybe he will play there. But I don't know. I well, mean, that's just four, it's four tournaments in four months. Is is his leg up for that? I guess we're gonna see. This week is huge. This week is huge. Yeah, it, it's a huge week uh, for Tiger Woods, and I think that uh, you know just to see him out on a golf course competing again is enough for anyone. And you know that has to make you happy as a golf fan, and it has to make you happy as competitor as well to have Tiger Woods in a tournament. And the one thing that I want this weekend with Tiger Woods surrounding him is kind of like with certain March Madness teams that are underdogs. You want it to be a point in the game where they're close or they're up, and you can have hope. And <laughs> exactly. I'd be ready for my heart to be crushed, but I want to see Tiger Woods on the top of a leaderboard. Even if it's three shots into Sunday, like that's all that I, I I'm not Sunday. I mean Thursday. Sorry, Sunday I, was about, would, I was about to say if he's on the leaderboard on Sunday. That'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> I meant Thursday. So if he's like three holes into Thursday and he's near the top of the leaderboard, that would be enough for me. Just to see him name uh, among the top of the guys for the day, I think that'd be spectacular. And you just want to have some hope, even if it comes crashing down. I want a little bit of something to root for, some hope uh, to see Tiger Woods. You think maybe he can win, even if he doesn't do it. You want at least to have that. And you, you talk about legacy with with Tiger. It's just like maybe the records aren't there just because like literally you just, in the last 10 years and really the 2010s decade, it was just trial after tribulation for, for Tiger. He gets back and he gets to win that Masters. I, I just think that if he doesn't do anything, he can never step on a golf course again. I mean, he's going to go down. I mean, for him, when he was in his prime to have Tiger or the field bets, like, yes. that's ridiculous. Exactly. Like, as someone who, you know, we haven't really seen that. We're never probably going to see that again. And when you look how hard it is, we're, we're seeing it, you know, when we started this podcast. We even got a single winner right. No, not a single <laughs> so one. To go, we nailed the fades last week, boys. <laughs> yeah, we na- nailed it. Nailing the fades. But oh, yeah, when, we did. To have, to, to have a tiger or the field bet. And for, you know, it, that's a come true. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And that just shows what his dominance was. And if he can even get back to a sliver of that, I mean, it, it would just be, it would be insane. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought about this, you know, while you guys were talking and, you know, going back to the press conference Tiger had earlier today, um, somebody asked him about if you didn't play golf again, if this was it, you know, if, if, if you're, if what happened in the injury, you know, forced you to retire, you know, would you be content uh, where you are with your, and obviously he's an ultra ultra competitor and wants more, but at the same time, they kind of pushed it out of him a little bit, but he said, you know, 15 and uh, 15 is a pretty good number in terms of major victory. <laughs> so it was kind of funny to hear him say that and think like, you know, that was an interesting, you know, perspective I thought is where he's done it all. You know, he, he really has done it all accolades and obviously you can continue to just rack up accolade after accolade. And there's always something to think about and push yourself towards. But ultimately I totally agree coming back and, and playing Augusta ultimately for Tiger was about, the competitive nature within himself to just go out and play, the desire to just be out there with the field and have a shot. And I think ultimately that makes me really excited to watch him play because I think his attitude will be so much different, you know, in, in terms of being incredible, incredibly grateful, not like he wasn't before, but just incredibly grateful of being able to be back at Augusta uh, and just being able to play golf again uh, at the Masters. I think ultimately that's what makes you know, even, you know, seeing him only if it's Thursday or Friday or even seeing him the whole weekend, no matter what we get. Ultimately, I think that is just really exciting and refreshing for all of us fans that are dying to see Tiger. All right. Let's go through some of these some of these groups. They were announced today playing in threesomes for the most part. Uh, some of these early pairings are a snooze fest, so we're going to skip it's most really, of these. It's really the late afternoon. I, got, I highlighted four. 
Are you I highlighted four? I, I have like ten highlighted, so let's go with your four first. Well, the four <laughs> I've got, I've got four not including Tiger's group. Okay, fair. So I yeah. wanted to leave that out. We can um, get That's to that That's what I have too, yeah. Uh, first group I really like, group 13, teen off at 1023 in the morning, Thursday, Cam Smith, Bryson, and Paul Casey. Yes, definitely. That's probably, in my opinion, the first star-studded group when I was going through them. I like my first my first star setter group is Homa, Kevin Na, and Shane at yes, 10.01. That's, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That's the first one I have. So right around that 10 a.m. mark, you yep. start getting some better uh, better golfers. Uh, I really like um, groups 28 through 31. I skipped over 29, but 28, teen off at 1.30 Thursday, DJ Morikawa and Horschel. Yep. That is a stacked group. And then that's group, a great group. Group 30 yeah. at 152 is Spieth, Xander, and Hovland. I think that's the best group that we're yeah. going to get. And then I think capping it off, I think it's group 31 at 203 is Fitzpatrick, Brooks, and Rory. Yep. So yeah. it's I, it's those like last three groups near the end where you're, I mean, that's what they're going to put on, you know, the television. Yep. So that's why they, <laughs> they do it like this. But, um, you know, I mean, those are really the big time groups, but you could find some other groups within, uh, you know, this slate that are going to be fun to watch. But those three in particular are going to be, you know, super exciting. Well, you skipped over the one there at the end, uh, 29, is Zalatoris, Cantlay, and Rom. Yes, that's Ob- a big one, too. Obviously, Zalatoris was kind of the unsung hero. Like, nobody knew who this guy was before he made a run and almost won this thing last year. So he's definitely going to be an interesting guy to watch where can he kind of repeat, finish top 10 again. Um, another one for me, oh, I already said that one. Where's the Kisner one? I like that one, too. Uh, let me do a he's little. Up, yeah, I like that one too. It's uh, group F. twelve. It's group, group 12. twelve. Kisner, Berger, and Fleetwood. Fleetwood that's yeah. what it is. That's, that's a good one as that, well. And that's like a sleeper group where one of those guys, if they get, they're all really I, solid if, too. If everything's yeah. going right for them, they could, you know, be in top ten. Um, Jason, I think you know the course is kind of long for a guy like Kisner, who's yeah. just so great at match play. But the putting for him has just been unbelievable this season. And and listen, I remember, uh, I think it was last year they were talking about trying to putt on the greens at Augusta and it's like trying to putt on like the bathroom tub where it's like <laughs> rolling all over the place and you can't read a green. So the, if the, I, I look at putting and drive distance for Augusta, but like you said, Andrew, the second shot's just as big in a lot of times. So it's just a hard golf course at the end of the day. No, that's definitely for sure. You guys hit you know a ton of, you know, just great groups. I mean, even in, you know, the beginning, it's just tough when in the beginning of the day, cause you usually get like, you got a few people that you like, and then they stick like an amateur in there where, you know, it's obviously not. You know. How about group nine? We got List, Wolf, and Hughes, Mackenzie Hughes. I mean, it's like, that's, a, I, I'd watch that. Like, I, I'd turn on, I'd see Matthew Wolf drive the ball a little bit. Yeah, so. right. Luke List has like the most interesting stat of the whole tournament. He's 37. It's his first time as a, uh, as you can see, I'm looking in the air because I didn't write it down. <laughs> He's 37. He hasn't played as a pro. Really? It's his first time since he was an amateur and it's the longest time between Masters starts. Of anybody in the Masters history, that makes sense. It's like sixteen or seventeen years. That's crazy. Which is pretty. I don't nice. know if that'll help list though. I no, I don't think it's going to help him. It's just very interesting. <laughs> very interesting that it took him this long to get back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we hit on a bunch of good ones here, and I always like these these early groups to see kind of who, who yeah. gels. Because wasn't there a year that Jordan and JT? No, Jordan and JT played together on Sunday, exactly in twenty eighteen. Uh, but sometimes you get guys who bounce off each other well, and that, that ends up helping. It's kind them. of a back and forth. Exactly. I also like how a lot of the early groups are those past winners. So you, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. get to see them, you know, go another crack at Augusta. I think obviously they're, uh, some of these guys are past their, their prime, and they're not really in the runnings. But Except for Bernhard Langer. He's an assassin. You're not dude. telling me Fred Couples is going to win? <laughs> Bernhard <laughs> Langer wins every single week on the Champions Tour. So he, he very well could, could make the cut. He's not going to win. Well, it's obviously. always fun. Like You're going into like the afternoon groups, and there's just some like random old time. I know. Just, like, it's at very, first, it is very funny. Like, wow. Um, right, like the 11-18 like the group is Sandy Lyle and Stu Hagestad. <laughs> It's like, wait a second, what? Yeah, I'm, t- <laughs> like, I'm turning that one on. Like, right between Scotty <laughs> Scheffler and Cameron Champ is Sandy Lyle. Like, okie dokie. Um, the defending champion, speaking of past champions, and a guy who maybe will turn into one of those guys is Hideki Matsuyama. He is pretty far down the odds board, if that's where you're looking. He withdrew last week from Valero, so this could be a fade-type situation uh, if you're looking in that realm. But we have to talk about the more important thing regarding... Oh, Mr. I, I thought we were about to, you know, head into our next segment, but then I realized you wanted to get into the 
I want to get in the Champions Center. Yeah. Well, I want to mention Matsuyama and Justin Thomas is a group you guys didn't mention. Yeah, they're, that, they're, they're paired together. That, that's an interesting what time, one. What time is that group? It's right after Tiger. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a big... I mean, those are two... Those you're going to be watching. Yeah, the, you're going to be watching that anyways. Tiger. <laughs> exactly. So, Champions Center, one of the best, best uh, traditions in sports. Of course, the menu is cultivated by the past champions. So, some years, guys get absolutely flamed for this. And some years it's pretty good. Tiger did like chicken fajitas because, of course, he did. And I like personally when an international guy is the defending champion because then you get a little something different. I'm not a sushi guy myself, but that's the appetizer. Uh, I'm, I'm really into sushi. So I'm really into sushi. Now. Good start for the sushi people. And the chicken skewers sound fantastic. Yeah, Those are the appetizers. Yeah, yeah. You got glazed cod and then some Japanese wagyu. Absolutely insane. And then Japanese strawberry shortcake. This. I need an invite. I'll, I'll, I will fly to Augusta, to Atlanta right now. Oh, I know you will. It's will they let you? Will they let me? Exactly. If they let me. If they let me. <laughs> all you got to do is uh, just gonna win a tournament. Exactly. Just win. Just win the Masters. Just win. That's all, all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Come on, dude. Just go to Augusta. Just get there. Pencil your name in. I don't have a green blazer. I don't think I'm gonna fit in. If I owned a green, maybe I'll go to the uh, Burlington Coat Factory over here on Fordham Road and just buy a green blazer. Well, when, when we do the the Van Cortlandt Open, we'll have uh, <laughs> uh, a jacket ceremony, and then you can make your own menu at the calf. All right, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Amazing. Fordham version of the Masters. The Fordham yeah. version of the Masters. That's perfect. Um, yeah. So that that's that's what's going on tonight over there. In case you were wondering, so we mentioned a lot of players and. We always do the pick, the sleeper, and the fade, but we want to go more into the players this time because it's such a limited field. So we're gonna, I'm gonna throw at a guy. You're gonna tell me is he gonna finish in the top twenty or is he not going to finish in the top twenty? So we're gonna start at the top of our list here with the number one golfer in the world, the guy. Spoiler alert: I think is gonna win the whole damn thing. In Scotty wow. Scheffler. So clearly, I think he's finishing in the top twenty. This dude's playing the best golf on the planet. I think this course kind of suits him. He's a big hitter who can putt. To me, Scotty Scheffler is going to win this thing. Uh, he'll definitely finish top 20. I would go far as he will be in the top 10. Uh, I, I'm not going to steal your thunder and say he's going to win, but I think he's going to be a serious contender in this tournament. And uh, he's a guy that's playing the best golf of his career by far. He's going on like, you know, we've been talking about Tiger so much. This is like a Tiger stretch. Three three wins in his last five definitely. stars. So, you know, just he he's playing so, so good. I I mean, top 20 obviously is difficult, but I, I think he's going to get it, and I think he's going to get into that top 10. Uh, for a guy like Scheffler, he's easily going to be in the top 20 for me. Again, I don't know if he's going to win the tournament. Obviously, he's probably the hottest golfer on the tour winner of three out of his last five starts. Also, a little stat I pulled from ESPN. The last time a player moved into number one in the world golf ranking and their next start was a major... They won the Masters. That was in 1991 by Ian Woosnam, I think is how you pronounce his name. So there is some history there, and I think that he is definitely going to be someone to finish in the top 20. Something for me is the driving accuracy. He's been That's his only struggle point, I think, this season. He can hit it far. Will he be able to keep it in the fairway? But if he can have his approach shot good, then you know I think there's a lot to like about Scheffler to even finish in the top 10. But to answer the question, he's in my top 20, yes. Yeah, he's also in my top 20, kind of similar to Andrew and Mike. I don't think he wins this tournament, but I do see him in the top 20. Driving the golf ball is very important to the Masters, very important to Augusta. That and putting, I would say, you know, are incredibly important. Driving the golf ball far, obviously, is something Scheffler does pretty well. So, And you, you can't argue against the results, you know, heading into this tournament. And, you know, momentum is such a big thing in golf. So I think he's going to ride that. I could definitely see him, you know, and I think he will uh, crack the top 20 for sure. Scheffler playing at 10.56 tomorrow, or Thursday with Adam Scott and Tony Finau as long as Tony Finau doesn't fall down the stairs again. <laughs> okay, uh, John Rahm is our next guy. As we mentioned, he's playing with Zalatoris and Cantley at 141. He's the most recent United States Open champion. I do think that he's going to make the top 20. This was a tough one for me. He hasn't been playing very well, but he kind of bounced back a little bit at the match play, so I think that Rahm will get things into gear here headed into the summer, so I will say yes. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, he's just so good. I do not like John Rahm, but he's and he shows up at these types of tournaments, Agreed. And majors and big tournaments, and he's gonna finish in the top twenty. He's a guy that you know pains me to say it, but yeah, I think he's gonna finish top twenty. Chris, you say he is the most um, recent winner of the U.S. Open. That's the last time he's won. So I also think you have to consider that former world number one. He's since dropped off, 
But he has four straight top 10 finishes in Masters. So that's been the only thing that's kind of been swaying yeah. me. The history is good for him at this course. But the putting, just not there this season. I think he's 170th in shots gained on the green. So that's where I'm really looking at. And at uh, Masters, you got to be able to uh, you know, knock in your putts. So I'm going to fade the rest of you guys. I'm going to say he doesn't. Uh, doesn't make top twenty because yeah, we can't we can't be consistent. We no. got to mix it up. Yep, got to mix it up a little. I'm not going to mix it up though. I think John Rahm is in the top twenty, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, he's got um, he's finished inside the top ten in his last five major starts. So this guy, I mean, he's obviously you know struggled at times this season, but he shows up when it matters most. I mean, that is just like objectively true, and it's been shown. So I think he's going to use that, and, and he does like you said, Mike. He has a lot of success at Augusta as well. So. I think overall that's incredibly important when you're looking at this field. Uh, very often, outside of Patrick Reed, this is a stat I pulled that I thought was really interesting. Outside of Patrick Reed in 2018, the past 24 champions uh, play, uh, playing in the Masters uh, made the cut the year before they won it. So basically just about everyone has uh, played at least decent to pretty good golf uh, at Augusta before eventually winning the tournament. So I think you know, previous success is really important when you're looking at a number of these guys and whether they'll crack uh, the top 20 or make the cut. I think Rom has a very good sh- shot uh, at, you know, being, I could say, even within the top 10, but definitely within the top 20 for sure. Colin Moore Cowell won the British Open last summer. He's one of the best players on the planet. He's only, what, 25 years old. He's trying to na- notch the third, the third loop in the Grand Slam belt. I do think he finishes top 20. Uh, though I, as I mentioned before, I don't think he's going to win it, but obviously he's going to he's going to get a couple of these eventually, and yeah. uh, he has success here. So, well, we all know you're a winner now. So no, everyone else yeah. is not going to win it. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, you talk about Morikawa, what he's done. I think he's had eight starts in majors. He's already won two, so he's already halfway through that Grand Slam. He's going to finish in the top twenty here at Augusta, and he's a guy that iron play second shot. You know, it's going to be probably a theme when you go through these, but he's a guy that's so, so good at that. People, That's why they compare him to Tigers, because of that, those second shots and that pinpoint iron play. He's got that. I mean, everyone always talks about his putting. That's going to have to be more consistent, but this uh, year he has been more consistent. I just think that he'll finish top 20 for sure. I think you know it's going to be interesting to see where he kind of ends up falling out But uh, you know the rest of the way. But I do think he'll eventually win one. We'll just see if this is the year for him. So... Morikawa's a guy I really like, and he's someone that I picked to win the players, and you know he kind of disappointed me. And that's why I'm going to say he's going to not make the top 20. Is this I'm payback? A- <laughs> Maybe. I also want to be different. You know, very Congratulations, good. Colin Morikawa, on winning the <laughs> Masters tournament. <laughs> All right, that was funny. But listen, I, I want to be different, and he's someone with the success in majors before we've seen that PGA Championship at the Open. But the putting's just too weak for me, and I need to see him turn that corner before I can start picking him. I think he can finish top 20, but with a lot, like a lot of these guys are all probably favorites to finish top 20, but not all of them are going to. And I'm just going to pick Morikawa as another guy who I think falls outside of that mark. Mike, I'm with you. I don't think Morikawa makes the top 20 either. And uh, that pick in the players uh, was not very good because he missed the cut. So it was not even climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we we really haven't. Uh, none of us have. He got really hit no, so I wasn't, hard, though. I wasn't the only one who picked no, Morikawa. No, I you did I too, Sam. And, you were, you and were I was going to, yes. and then I took it away. Oh, I didn't realize more than one. I thought it was only Mike that they, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I forget. I, I, I no, either picked JT Mike or and Andrew yeah, I was about to say. both did. Yeah. And I, was, I had Morikawa written in. And then when both of you did it, I, I took it away that. and wrote, put in Patrick Cantlay. But he yeah. got hit. See, he got I'm not, hit I'm not bad throwing with, yeah, nature, he you he know, did. and that stuff. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, that whole tournament in exactly, general, so. you can kind of, in terms of the weather. But I'm not, I'm not trying to just throw Mike under the bus because we all have struggled in picking winners because it's incredibly difficult. But anyway, anyway, uh, Morikawa, I do not think, will be in the top 20. I think overall, obviously, he has had plenty of success um, at majors in the past, which is hard to overlook. But the putting, like you guys talked about, you know, you both mentioned that, Andrew and Mike, that's going to be really important. That's always incredibly important in Augusta. That is what wins you uh, the Masters. So I think Morikawa uh, just has a little bit left to, to be desired in that department. I think that's going to be a reason why he does not uh, make the top 20. Justin Thomas, best finish at the Masters, is fourth place in his six tournaments at Augusta. I think he will finish in the top twenty. Uh, I do think he'll win one of these eventually. Uh, but you know, you say you could say that for a lot of players because it's so tough out there now. And uh, 
I, but I do think JT has great success here and uh, will finish in the top 20 once again. No, I, I agree. He's a guy that is so, so talented. And he to finish in the top 20, he doesn't have to have his his best golf. I mean, it's just he is really great at so many different things. And just his swing is so sweet. Love watching him play. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to win this. I just think that there's so many other guys that I think this year, you know, maybe have a better shot. But I wouldn't be surprised if he comes away on top. I mean, my brother actually has JT winning it. So, okay. you know, Andrew's we're brother, to shout out. Yeah, shout out to him. But I do not think he's going to win. But I do think he finishes top 20. Really, really like Justin Thomas for this year's Masters. Five straight top 25 finishes at Augusta, 21st in 2021. So, He's got a history of playing good enough golf to make the cut and then some. So he's my uh, he's another guy that I'm going to say uh, makes top 20. Yeah, I'm also saying top 20 as well. He's also got five finishes in the top 10 this season. Uh, so he's, you know, had some success this year as well, in addition to, uh, you know, playing well at Augusta. So uh, another guy, kind of like you said, Chris, I, I think he very well could, could win this tournament um, for sure. But uh, at the very least, I will say at this point, because we're not giving away our winners yet, except Chris, I guess he already <laughs> did, but the rest of us aren't giving away our winners quite yet. Uh, at this point, I will say he is going to make the top 20. Dustin Johnson won the Masters in 2020. He's made nine out of the 11 cuts in his career here. Uh, last year was one of those cuts that he missed. I'm not saying he's going to miss the cut, but I don't think he's going to play particularly well once again. Uh, so I have him outside the top 20. He's had a tough start to the year. Obviously, he placed third or fourth at the match play. But other than that, it's been not a very good run for him. So I am going to say DJ outside of the top 20. Completely agree with you, Chris. And DJ, kind of after his Masters win in 2020, kind of fell off the face of the earth. I really haven't heard him much uh, about him since he then. He hasn't won in the U.S. since the Masters. Well, there you go. So that obviously will be the reason why we haven't heard too much of him. But uh, he's a guy that... You know, I, I think he'll make the cut after not making it last year, but I don't think he finishes top 20. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I think he's not going to finish top 20. Outside of the players and the match play, he has not had a finish inside the top 20 this year. I think that says a lot but, about But think about that, though. Play. Outside of the two biggest events so far on the calendar, so does that mean he's just no, well, turning I mean, into a big-game player at this point in his Well, career? the match play, it's a different format. So 100% I think, it I think it's hard to count. The players, if you want to count that one, but... Uh, I don't know. I just don't think the season's been good enough for it him. Hasn't. And no, it's a, at this time of the year, I think a lot of it's momentum golf. And I don't know, can someone turn it up at the right time for the Masters? So, and he missed the cut last year. It's not like he's. I know he, you know, dominated this uh, this course uh, just the previous year, but missed the cut last year. And I, I'm going to take him to miss the cut as well. Not miss the cut. Uh, miss the top twenty. Uh, I'm going to switch it up from all three of you guys. Switch it up a little bit. I think he will uh, make the top twenty before. Missing the cut at last year's Masters. He had five straight in the top 10 in Augusta, um, which is very impressive. Um, and to me, like I said earlier, uh, previous course history, I find very important uh, in terms of playing this golf course. And I see, you know, uh, being cut as a little bit of a fluke compared to his success in previous years. I don't expect him uh, to become to be anywhere close to missing the cut this year. And I also think, you know, part of it is just a gut feeling that I, I think that DJ has a pretty good shot. At, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he will crack the top 20. Rory McIlroy has finished in the top 20 every year except for one since 2014 when he finished 21st in 2019. So pretty good run for him, even though he doesn't have a green jacket. I think that run continues. He doesn't win, but he finishes in the top 20, Rory McIlroy. I have him not finishing in the top 20. As yeah, It almost feels like you know you don't want to play the gambler's fallacy, but it kind of is. Like, you know, he's going to have a clunker once, you know, yeah. coming up here and – He's a guy that he's just kind of odd. I mean, he's where did he fall apart? Was that at uh, earlier this this year? I forgot where it was, but uh, he, no, he was dominating it yeah, at where, um, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, it was yeah, I think it was I Arnold think because he's he had a great fell. history there, and then he really fell apart in the last two days. Yeah, yeah, so really, you know, he's a guy that look great golfer, obviously, but he's a guy that not everybody could finish in the top twenty, and I think this, you know, you see that stretch, you know, maybe take a little bit of a dip this year. I am so torn right now. I think that. It's really tough for me to make the decision because I've picked him before, and I also saw him last year at the Masters where he really struggled. So it's a tough one, but I think he's kind of been turning a, goal, uh, a corner so far this season. I have some, you know, some trouble finish uh, closing the door so far, but uh, I, I think he finishes inside the top twenty. I, I can't always go it um, misses the top twenty with these big time names, but uh, <laughs> this time I'm going to go. He gets inside the top twenty. 
Yeah, that's the thing with this list is there's so many guys that you could all see making the top 20, but all of them can't. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. So Rory's one of those guys. I think he's incredibly talented. He has the driver to win this tournament, but he has never won this tournament. And that's the one that he's missing to complete that career grand slam. So it's kind of just like been that, you know, the masters has been eluding him, you know, his whole career. I think it's going to continue to do that. I don't think he makes the top 20. And I think part of that too, is maybe the mentality of it, of having not been able to win the masters yet, despite playing a number uh, playing, I think 13 times. So it, it must be, you know, that, that must be creeping into his mind a little bit that, that he, you know, hasn't won it yet and, and is looking for that in terms of, you know, to complete his major championships in his career. So I, I don't think he he uh, he makes the top 20 here. Hideki Matsuyama is defending his Masters title. Last year was his obviously his first title. He had placed in the top five one other time and placed in the top 20, one, two, three, four, five other times and now make it six out of his 10 starts. I still don't. I just don't think he's going to finish in the top twenty this week. All, all, that, <laughs> all said, that for all that after said. All that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He withdraws last week from the Valero. Yeah. Uh, withdraws from the players too, right? It sounds he was vaguely a, familiar. A very he late pull for the players, like the morning off. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, so I think this is a tough, tough week for him. He's hurt. He's got a lot going on with the Champions Dinner and the whole nine yards. Uh, and obviously, I think. You know, we might never know, but you kind of see it with Jordan Spieth, where there's he's young, he's not as young as Spieth was, but a thousand things going on when you're the defending champion, and you kind of fall apart. So, I think Hideki uh, will not be in the top twenty. Completely agree. I think it's the injuries, kind of having to defend, you know, that green jacket. I mean, the one question I want to ask: if you win it back to back years, who puts on the jacket for the, you? The the chairman of the the whatever the the guy the head okay, guy the of head. Fred. Gotcha. And like, do you have to change up your dinner? Can you just run it back? I like, feel like, like you have to run it back. Uh, let's let's the... call up Tiger. Let's see, <laughs> see what he says. Yeah. I don't know. That that's a good question. No, but the the uh, Ridley is his last name. The guy, the big tall guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's the guy who puts the jacket on. Interesting. Fun. So, you guys, you guys made some good points about a decky, but I'm I'm gonna change it up. I'm fading you guys a lot so far. I'm gonna keep the theme going. I think he's had a lot of good results this year so far. I know he's withdrawn from the last two tournaments now, I believe, but um, you know he's still playing some of the uh, some of the uh, the best golf earlier in the season, and he is the winner at the last uh, Masters. So uh, you gotta like that out of him so far. So I, I, I'm gonna say finish inside the top twenty. I'm not saying he's gonna win it or be top ten, but I could see him. The iron plays so good for him that if you know he gets it going, then you know he's probably the best in the world with the irons next to tiger and Morikawa. So yeah, I, no, that's, I, I say finish inside top 20. I'm going to go. No, uh, just because the injuries are, are, are just too much right now in terms of, you know, uh, withdrawing from the players, like you guys mentioned, um, early and, uh, you know, missing a couple other tournaments as well, you know, coming up to, uh, the masters here. So I think, uh, that overall is going to be the difference. Just the fact that he hasn't been able to prove he can play a full 72 holes and, the past uh you know three four weeks so overall that is the difference maker for me no matter how you know well he did last season uh at the masters i don't think uh he's gonna make the top 20 uh as we as we mentioned off the top of the show we all absolutely nailed bryson the bryson fade last week misses the cut at five over at valero he doesn't have great history he's never finished in the top 20 here he's not finishing in the top 20 this week when he's hurt and and his swing is amok. Uh, if he ever was going to, it was going to be uh, in 2020, two months after winning the U.S. Open. Uh, he did not, and I don't know if he ever will. This, of course, apparently does not uh, fit his eye, even though it's a par 67, apparently. Uh, he, Bryson's such a mess right now. I mean, not only is he not playing well, and he's saying he's playing at like 80%, he's only playing because it's the Masters. You see him, what was it, over but the But then weekend? why are you playing in two the, yeah, rounds at the Valero? Yeah. This is my question. I heard him say that. It's like what the heck, dude? Like, who cares what the probably wanted a competitive warm up, I guess. And then he's and then he's with the dude perfect guys shooting like tennis balls and onto the onto the green hitting fungos at yeah on on Amen Amen Corner. What's going on? It's like the the course is not like that. The juju for uh, Bryson DeChambeau is at an all time low (laughs) right now, and there's honestly he's not going to finish in the top twenty. I don't think he makes the cut to be honest. This is this is the easiest one for me. It's a no, and you guys said all the reasons why, and you know, just seeing him miss the cut last week just makes it a, a, an easier decision. So yeah, he's not making the top twenty. 
Yeah, this isn't entertaining, really, because I'm going no, too. I mean, there's, you know, he said he's playing at 80% right now. He's not even at 100%. Uh, and you can tell with the way he's been playing golf the last couple of weeks. So this is, yeah, like you said, Mike, this is a pretty obvious one. I'm going to go no. Is that our third uh, sweep across the board? I think we all agreed. We all agreed on Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler. To both make and, top 20 and then Bryson not to. And Bryson not to. Not so that's our third full agreement so far, if I have this all correct correctly excuse me next we have jordan spieth who has won this tournament in the past he has a pretty good record at this tournament outside the two years where he couldn't swing a golf club and still showed up and finished 21st in 2019 and 46th in november of 2020 he is pretty good uh here he's got obviously the the second place the first place the second place three consecutive years just outside the top 10 right after that in 2017 the third place in 2018 He's very successful here. He's playing good golf. He's back. Jordan's back. I feel like that's official now. You think? I think he's back. I, I don't. He's never going to be 2015. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, <laughs> anybody post Tiger is ever going to do something like 2015, where he very easily could have won three of the four majors, and only and ended up only winning two. I do think that he is. He has the ability to win majors again, which in 2019 and True. 2020 he did not. So I will say he does make the top 20. I'm going to say no, and he's someone that – he's like – you know, you, you talk about like how he didn't do well a few, you know, a few years back and kind of imploded, and that's kind of what he was. And then, you know, you're seeing, seeing him play better golf. Still not the best. He did miss the cut at the players. But he, he's a guy that, you know, he's had so much success. I think he's going to just have a clunker here. Not everyone could finish in the top 20. But I wouldn't be surprised if he if he does. He's obviously played well here, but I just don't think it's going to be his weekend. Another tough one for me, right around where uh, I was with uh, Rory, I am with Spieth. You know, he's really struggled putting. You know, this, uh, this, um, this so far this year, and I think it was the Valero where he three putted from like two feet, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was so, last week. Listen, at the end of the day, I, I think just his success at this course tells me a lot, and I think he's passed the mental phase in his career where he's worried about blowing up. I think he overcame that after doing it in 2016, right? He blew up in 2016. Yes. Yeah, so I, I I think it's been a while since then, and I'm going to take him yes. I think a lot of what I'm doing with these picks is maybe fading a little bit what might happen because it's an unpredictable game, and I think Spieth could turn it on at the right time, and I know I've said that the opposite about other people, but listen, he, he's had so much success at this course, it's hard not to see him see him doing well. I think I have a stat here on Spieth, uh, finished top five, five out of the last eight tries to the Masters. So, I mean, that's great. So I'll take him to finish top 20. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, Mike. You know, you just you know said that stat there. Five five top three finishes in, in, in eight starts in Augusta. I mean, that is in, that's crazy, and that's hard to deny overall for me. I know he he really hasn't been playing uh, great golf so far this year, but some guys just kind of you know get in that comfort zone when they're in Augusta, which is rare because of how difficult of a golf course it is. But there are certain players that feel like you know have the confidence sky high when they're playing. Uh, at the Masters, and Spieth is one of those guys with all his success there. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think he uh, he makes the top 20. I have a feeling we're all going to agree on this one. Yeah, I, think. I see it on the list. Tiger Woods has won this tournament five times. The last time he played was the last time he played competitive golf. He finished tied for 38th with a little asterisk because he dumped the ball in the water on 12, made the 10, but they made the five straight bogeys, uh, five straight birdies, which was a crazy, crazy end to his November Masters. Back in 2020, he obviously won most recently in 2009. I don't know if you guys heard, he won the 2019 Masters. Sure about that? <laughs> That's what they're telling me. Uh, he well, thanks has, for telling me because I wasn't sure. I yeah, he has what is one of my favorite streaks from 25 to from 2005 to 2011. He didn't finish lower than T6. It's <laughs> ridiculous at the Masters. And then this stat that I texted you, I pulled from a Kyle Porter tweet from CBS in his 21 appearances as a pro. He's faced 1,929 opponents and lost to 204 of them. Uh, he's finishing in the top 20. I can't root against Tiger, and he's finishing in the top 20. And this is going to be, you know, to see him in contention is going to be just an awesome story. And it almost feels right that he's, you know, going to be in this tournament. This is his first tournament back. This, I think, is different than the back just because the back has so much more to do with your golf swing. And this is his leg where obviously it matters, but you know, I, I think it's, you'd much rather have the leg injury than the back uh, injury. So I, I, I just feel like, I mean, Tiger, 
to root against Tiger, I can never do. So that's why he's going to finish top 20. Yeah, even if I thought he was missing <laughs> yeah. the cut, which I don't think he will, I would still <laughs> yeah. pick him to finish inside the top 20. If you pick against Tiger and then he actually ends up you know, winning it or finishing top 10, then I would just feel like the like worst you know, golf fan ever. So <laughs> you listen, he's finishing inside the top 20. Uh, I'm going to be the worst golf fan ever. Oh, no. Uh, to be honest, I'm not. Why do I have a feeling, this is, Sam? This <laughs> is a pick that I don't want to happen, but I but I, I think will. I mean, I, I don't think he makes the top 20, um, to be totally honest. Just obviously, um, you know, Andrew, you mentioned his leg versus his back and how it's a little different, but it's still a major injury that he's yeah. coming off and he hasn't played a golf turn. I mean, there's a lot of signs and, and obviously there's uh, a lot of reasons why it's Tiger Woods, so you could see still see him making the top 20 uh, or even winning the golf tournament. But overall, I think he is not going to make the top 20. But if I'm wrong in this pick, I would be happy. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Like, this is not a pick I want to be right on. But overall, it's just how I how I think. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. I kind of <laughs> forgive you. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Xander Shoffley <laughs> is playing in the Masters once again. He, I feel like he was the, was he, no, it was, um, it was Pat Cantlay who almost ruined the 2019 Masters yeah. for everybody. <laughs> but he was, he was in the mix. He was in the mix though. Yes. It was Pat Cantlay. Uh, he, uh, Xander finished tied for 50th the first time he ever saw the course in 2018, but ever since 2019, 20 and 21, he's never finished outside the top 20. I think he continues that with a top 20 finish in 2022. Xander shows up for uh, for Ma- for Masters majors, and I think he's going to do it again. He's got that hasn't got that win yet in a major tournament, but he's always had success in them, and I think that continues with a top twenty finish. Yeah, he's an easy pick for me to finish inside the top twenty. I mean, you got to think back to last Masters. I mean, he almost had a chance to win it. You know, you head to the sixteenth hole, and he makes the decision to I think attack the pin and not the best move because he ends up putting in the water and blows up on the hole, and it's an easy win for Matsuyama. But he's someone who dominates at this course, and he's going to do it again inside my top 20. Yeah, I think, you know, you guys mentioned all of it. I agree. I think Xander is going to make the top 20. Uh, You know, he shows up in majors, another one of those players. There's a lot on this list here uh, that seems no matter how well or poorly they're playing coming into the Masters or coming into a major tournament, they find a way to show up when it matters most. And I think Xander's going to do that once again and, and, and make the top 20 here at Augusta. Cameron Smith won the Players' Championship just a few months ago. He is coming off back-to-back top 10 finishes at the Masters, a tie for 10th last year and a tie for 2nd in 2020. I do not think he's going to make it into the top 20 just because of what you guys said before where I have to pick somebody because I'm running out of spots. Uh, so I just say no because I, I you just haven't seen it from him. He's still so young. Would it surprise me? Absolutely not. I think he's going to finish inside the top 20. He's had the recent success with the win at the players. He's had success at the Masters which a few, with a few uh, top 10 finishes. So I think he's going to hit that top 20 mark again. Third best putter by shots gained on the tour. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm taking that every time to finish inside the top 20, especially at Augusta. Yeah, I'm going yes also. I think he just r- rides that momentum from the players right into Augusta. I like him in the top 20. And the last one we have here is a guy who has not won the green jacket, came very close uh, before he dumped it in the water in 2019. He missed the cut last year. This is Brooks Kepka. He has two U.S. Opens, two PGAs, and three top ten finishes at the Masters. However, he missed the cut last year. I think he's not going to finish in the top 20. I just feel like he's not playing his best golf right now. He's going through his beach blonde, bleach blonde phase. Uh, I don't think the I just something's not sitting right with Brooksy, so I'm saying no. He's playing better, and another guy that shows up in major tournaments, and just the way he plays, the deep drives, you know, and when he's putting well, he's you know one of the most dominant golfers in the game, and I think he's regaining that form. And he's a guy that just like he plays like just well, he knows when to get ready for mass for uh, majors, which is kind of odd, but he's always tries to peak at these big yep. tournaments, and I think he's gonna do it here. I think he's gonna finish top twenty. And I, I, I think he's going to be up there to, to win. Yeah, I, I am not going to take Brooks Kepka to finish inside the top 20. It's pretty easy for me. I was doing some uh, numbers on shots gained putting. He's 76th. On shots gra- uh, gained on approaches, he's 107th. And on shots gained around the green, he's 148th. 
all all those numbers so far in the season. Those aren't winning uh, tour numbers when you come to the Augusta, and I don't think he's going to be able to suddenly flip that script and play the kind of golf he needs to finish inside the top 20. So I am picking him to not finish inside the top 20. Yeah, this one could have went either way for me, but overall, uh, I'm going to go with no. Uh, I'm going to go with no. I, I, I don't think he can make the top 20. Um, but I went back and forth with this because, you know, he has uh, shown himself as a guy who can, you know, really perform big time at Augusta and in the majors. So he very well could go out and, you know, contend and, and definitely contend for a championship. But I just don't think it's his year, and uh, I don't think he's going to make the top 20. All right, there it is. Those are our, those are 13 golfers that we hand-selected. Will they finish in the top 20 or not? We can delete the question mark next to Tiger. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> listen, that listen. was old. No, I, I respect it. I respect the question mark, but we're deleting it now. Uh, it's official. Not really, but okay. Uh, so that is that's what we think, think on those guys. Uh, you're gonna see some of those trends come over here to our pick sleeper fades. I'll start with my pick because I already gave it, and I think Scotty Scheffler is going for four and seven here, uh, which would be pretty wild. But it's hard to pick anybody else really at this point because he is dominant. He's you know so so good, and like I'm not gonna pick the same winner as you, but he was up there because I mm-hmm. was kind of between three guys. I was between him, Kepka, and Morikawa. I, I just think it's going to be Kepka. I know you guys are not high know. on him, but he's a guy that in his last three majors finished second at the PGA, fourth at the U.S. Open, and the sixth at the Open Championship. So I think that he's obviously had that success but hasn't won it, and he's been right in the mix. And I think this is the time where he gets it done, and a guy that shows up for major tournaments is going to do it here in a big way. Yeah, so I'm going with Justin Thomas as my pick. Uh, he's someone who's played you know, solid golf all season long, but hasn't been able to close the door. And I think that this could be the time he's able to do it. Uh, Tie for third in the Valspar. Um, He also has another third um, place finish. He's also the fifth place finish at the Century Tournament Champions. So, I mean, like he's played you enough golf to finish himself inside the top five. He just hasn't been able to win the tournament yet, win the one that counts. So, that's why I think it could be this one. It's a lot about timing with the Masters and also momentum. I think he's got the momentum now. It's just about the timing to win it. Uh, I almost picked JT as well, but I didn't. Uh, I went with Xander Shoffley. Uh, he's got uh, top 10 finishes in nine of his 18 majors in his career. He's got a second and a third at the Masters. I mean, that's hard to go against right there. Obviously a younger player, but has a lot of success and, to me, when I'm picking these tournaments, or at least as I've learned through, you know, picking some of the ones earlier in the year, as I'm sure we all have, it's not always the guy you think the most is is gonna uh, win the tournament. It's it's often maybe slightly under the radar, and I think that's what Xander is. His his odds aren't really uh, at the top, but he certainly has good odds to win the tournament. So I think this is his year. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of success at Augusta. He's got a lot of confidence. He was very close. Uh, like we talked about in 2019. So overall, I think uh, he can he can uh, get over the hump here and, and, and win his first uh, major here at Augusta. Everybody's under the radar because my sleeper is in the building. <laughs> Tiger Woods is plus money to finish in the top 20. Your sleeper is Tiger Woods? He's plus money to finish in the top 20. That's bananas. Yeah, that it's crazy. That is though. bananas. What's the actual, do you have the actual odds? 175? Okay. That's That's bananas. I don't know if I. Well, I don't know if I what categorize. What is your definition of a sleeper? Plus money to finish in the top twenty. I think, I think Tiger Woods is a sleeper. He missed, I, missed the cut at this tournament one time, and he wasn't as a pro as he said. So yeah. he's That's not a, missing the cut, and he's I mean, finishing in the top twenty. We're talking about this guy that if he can walk the course. So I think just by that, like I know he's Tiger Woods. And so I we're, think we're allowing him to be a sleeper. <laughs> yes, I'll I was about it. to call in our rules expert Alex Wolves to behind the glass. <laughs> today, he... Alex just got my ear. He says he's a sleeper. Okay, so that's your pick. That's my pick, sleeper. So, like, I think he's a sleeper based off of betting odds, but he's not a sleeper that's based what we're doing off the this public often, perception. Right? I know, I know, yeah. but okay. I'm just saying, like, based off of the public perception of Tiger Woods, and I know he's coming off an injury, but like we talked about, as soon as Thursday comes around and he starts playing golf, everyone thinks he's going to win the tournament. You still have that idea that he. How do you? I mean, how a sleeper? Wolves brings uh, up a great really, point. Yes, Wolves brings up a great point where he says, "Wait a second, how is he not a sleeper? But you think he isn't finishing in the top 20? Well, okay, you know, one forty-five. <laughs> by the way, one that, plus one forty-five. That is a good point. Plus one forty-five. 
Listen, listen, I think based off of the betting odds, which is what we've been going off, he is a sleeper. Thank you. So that's why I was saying And I think that was when we originally constructed uh, the sleeper. That's what it was. They have to be, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't saying that he wasn't. I was just saying that in terms of the public perception, in terms of what we think of Tiger Woods, and most of us, I guess not me in this instance, but most of us think of Tiger Woods, is that he can win uh, Augusta anytime he's playing. That is true. All right, Andrew? I've got Siwoo Kim as my sleeper, plus 6,500 to win in Augusta. And for me, it's what he's done at Augusta in the past, tied for 12th last year. He's got three top 25 finishes in his last four years. And he's a guy that, you know, it's kind of on with that. He's played well at the Masters before, and he's a guy that, you know, obviously isn't, you know, your you know, name, name brand. So I, I could definitely see him making a run here. And probably not going to be, you know, in that top five area, but at least to get into the top, top 20. Uh, so my sleeper is a former champion like Tiger Woods. He won it in 2013. It's Adam Scott. He's made 18 out of his last 20 masters cuts. So he's like, has consistency with getting past the, the first two days and, he tied for ninth in 2017, and this season he's putting really well. 13th in strokes gained putting. So this is someone that I could really see making a run for top 20. Um, maybe not win it. You know, it's really tough to have a sleeper who can really pull away with the victory. But I do see him in top 20, maybe flirt with top 10. Yeah, so my uh, my sleeper is going to be Corey Connors. His odds are plus 4,000. Um, but he's finished in the top 10 in his last two Masters. He's also got a, a top 20 finish at the PGA and at the Open Championship. So we talked about it you know, before on the podcast, uh, how important it is to have confidence uh, and experience at Augusta and in majors in general. And that's what, that's what Corey Connors has. He also has an 11th uh, place finish at Arnold Palmer this year. So I very well could see him with some confidence uh, you know, a guy that plays well at these at these majors, or at least in the last couple of years, stepping up and uh, being being my sleeper pick here for Augusta. He'd be the only the second Canadian to win at Augusta if he did. That being Corey Connors joining Mike Weir. Uh, fades is super easy for me, man. Mm-hmm. I, it's yes. cheap. It's so cheap. I understand, but he missed the cut last week. He only gets a half a point at the match play. His odds are inexplicably not half bad, uh, and that's Bryson DeChambeau, who's clearly hurt. Uh, and can't play golf right now. Nope. Completely yeah. completely agree with you. And he's a guy that, look, I we've said it, but just I'm happy rooting against him. And that's kind of with my picks. I kind of like to, you know, just root for certain guys, whether it's, you know, the top 20s we're talking about with Tiger. For me, it's the opposite with DeShambo. It's just his whole, you know, every, his whole mantra for me, the hat is something I always go back to with the, the Irishman hat. <laughs> uh, and just, you know, you, you combine that, with the injuries and how he's only said he's 80%, you know, going into this and he's only playing because it's the Masters, that's just to me a recipe for a disaster. I don't think he's making the cut. Yeah, so I was heading in to this episode with Bryson DeChambeau as my fade, but I feel like it's almost too easy of a fade. And I think some of the makes the interesting about the picks is to have someone that is different than everyone else. So I'm going with Andrew's winner. Which I is not sure if the first time that we've actually it's second time I think I think Sam you picked Rory as a fade once when I picked him to win yes I think. yep okay yes. so this is it's, it's it's epic because you have like a battle of the two of you know like I mean one of Rory us is going to be right really one of us is going to be wrong well, okay. no, yes. what I mean <laughs> what inevitably happens is they fall somewhere in the middle exactly okay yeah. so if you don't know who we're talking <laughs> about I'm gonna pick Brooks Kepka as my fade uh, he's just not been playing good golf so far this year he's 148th in around the green shots gained, and 107th in shots gained on approach shots. So uh, those numbers are just not good enough to win at Augusta, in my opinion. Um, He missed a cut last season. Before then, he had some success at um, Augusta, but he's fallen to 17th in the world. He struggled with injuries the past two seasons. I just don't think this is going to be the time for Brooks to suddenly turn it on. Maybe I see that more at the PGA Championship or the U.S. Open because we know how good he is at majors. But for me, it's not going to be at the Masters, and it's not going to be this weekend. Can't wait, Mike. Can't wait. (laughs) That'll be an epic battle between the two of you all weekend in the group chat for sure, texting about uh, where Brooks is. But, you know, I I respect Mike in in taking somebody outside of Bryson because I reflect your guys' opinions. You know, uh, obviously, I I didn't think he was going to make the top 20. I don't see DeChambeau doing anything really 
uh, notable this weekend. But my guy is another one that's kind of off the list there. It's Patrick Cantlay. He actually has the eighth best odds in the field, uh, which to me is pretty high considering he missed the cut at the players last time out. Um, he's also missed the cut at the Masters last year. Uh, so he, you know, as of recent in, in some of these big tournaments and, and big golf courses, whether it be the Masters last year or the players, uh, hasn't really performed. And to be eighth best in odds to me makes it easy to fade uh, somebody ranked that highly for me, which I consider someone that I, I don't see making the top 20. But at the very least, they will not, you know, Cantley, I don't see him making a run uh, to be the winner. But with the fades, I always worry because. I feel like it's such it's it seems so easy to pick these because like you just have to pick one guy that it doesn't win, but then you worry about God forbid one of us picks a fade that actually wins. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Cantley doesn't do that this it, weekend. The fade's the easy one because one of our one, one of our fades are gonna win, are gonna win before one of our picks actually wins. That Absolutely. is a great <laughs> question. That is a great question. I think that will happen too, to be honest. Yeah. That definitely feels like a possibility. Well, Gentlemen, we've done it. We have previewed the best golf tournament on planet Earth. The Masters begins, really begins tomorrow with the par three, but it begins on Thursday, 72 holes. Are you sure it doesn't begin with the dinner? Like, that's like not... You know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> you could argue even it started yesterday. It's the best week of the year. <laughs> Opening day is on Thursday for baseball. you got the Masters all weekend long. It should be a fantastic weekend. Thank you for previewing it with us. We'll be back next week with a review of it, a little bit of a preview of the RBC Heritage as well, but mostly a recap of everything that goes on at Augusta National this week. So, for Andrew Galata and Mike Calamari, and all the way in Ireland, Sam Davis, I'm Chris Hennessy. Thank you so much for listening, watching, however you're consuming it. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week.